0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
2: Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry just after 1 o'clock here in the KSL newsroom. Actually, I'm in my guest bedroom. What am I saying? It's 1 o'clock everywhere or somewhere, however the saying goes. Listen, I want to uh, talk about something again which we addressed at the top of the program just after 1230. and It's this uh, Juneteenth. Uh, which is being celebrated uh, here in Utah and in cities throughout the nation just today. uh, And it, as we have been reminded this year, and as I would argue, we have known for some time that it is a celebration and a memorialization and a a a remembrance of what took place in 1865 when Major General Gordon Granger arrived in Texas and announced uh, the end of both the Civil War and slavery when he stood on that balcony and he read General Order Number Three. I earlier said that that uh there I have encountered over the past twenty four hours or so uh much griping. On social media in particular, and I have even had conversations myself where people are complaining about how uh, what an offense it was that they did not grow up being taught this uh, in school. And why is it that just in 2020 they are coming to learn of this important Juneteenth holiday or day of commemoration? And to that I say, well, you know what, maybe take a little bit of responsibility. Here's the thing, it has been celebrated for decades upon decades across this country. When I started hearing some of these gripes uh, from folks, uh, again, particularly on Twitter, saying that they had not learned about Juneteenth, I reached out to some of my uh, fellow classmates as I was growing up, and also fellow teachers here in Utah and elsewhere, and It is discussed. It is within the curriculum of many teachers. You know, they have, uh, you know, certain discretion to add or omit this and that. And so maybe not every teacher is bringing it up or dedicating a full unit to uh, its study. But it does come up. So maybe before we start pointing the finger of blame, we uh, check out uh, our own observations and our own understanding of history and our own uh, ability to research history. I spent this morning uh, going back through uh, dozens of newspaper clippings here from the state of Utah, which were describing parades and celebrations and events and concerts and singing and celebration, all of it happening about this time every year, reaching back decades and decades and decades commemorating Juneteenth. So it's been going on here in Utah for a long, long time. It's certainly been going on elsewhere. In fact, since 2016, it has been a day of commemoration in state statute. We'll speak with the legislature. One of the legislators responsible for that later on in the program. Right now, though, uh, I, want to, I want to play for you a, an interesting Juneteenth message. This was recorded uh, by Melania Trump, First Lady of the United States. Here is the First Lady's message on Juneteenth.
1: My dear citizens, today we celebrate Juneteenth the oldest nationally celebrated commemoration of the end of slavery in the United States. As our country works through the racial issues that we still face today, it is important to remember we are one global community. Let's all agree that any differences we have should be celebrated and learned from. Today, I will be thinking about my trip to Ghana in West Africa where I was so moved to take a tour of the House of Slaves and step through the door of no return, a memorial to the Atlantic slave trade. My hope for everyone today is that by understanding and reflecting upon even the worst part of our country's past, we can commit to lifting each other up and celebrating the freedom we all deserve.
2: So, this is interesting. If you make your way to the KSL Twitter handle, excuse me, you'll see the video version of this message delivered by the First Lady. The the setting from which she delivers this message is fantastic. I I believe it's the White House. She is sitting in front of, they've got to be what, 20 feet? yeah twenty foot uh, tall windows with uh, ornate gold curtains hanging down uh, those curtains flanked by and these have to be like ten foot tall uh, ten foot tall lamps gold ornate and the the way the image is framed she is she makes up a tiny tiny percentage of this most of what you see is the room anyway it just struck me as interesting as she was delivering this message to do so from uh, such an ornate uh, uh, setting anyway. That's my observation on that front. As I told you, later on in the program, the great stuff ahead. We're going to be speaking with Alvin Jackson, who in 2016 was a senator here in the state of Utah. You, you, you know Alvin Jackson. He, he was a very outspoken senator here in Utah, did much, and he, uh, along with others, brought about uh, this Juneteenth celebration, uh, commemoration, in Utah statute. So we're going to look at that. And uh, before I go to break, I want to change topics dramatically here. I have about two minutes left and I want to just uh, put out a, a warning or a plea for the weekend. Uh, you know, Father's Day is on Sunday. I know that I'm still sorting out exactly how I'm going to be celebrating my first Father's Day, of which I am very proud. And there is, <clears throat> I can tell you, in, in years past, I have. Uh, gotten together with some friends of mine, and we have gone uh, target shooting on Father's Day. Or whenever you know the, the, the weekend avails itself, or we have the time to do so, we'll get together and do some target shooting, and from time to time, we will introduce uh, the use of Tannerite. You know about Tannerite? It's a, it's, it's a compound. You mix it together, and if you shoot it with a high-power rifle, it uh, will explode. And it's very dramatic, and it looks like you're in an action movie, and it's fun, and it's loud, and it makes a fireball. Well, <clears throat> you see, we've got to be careful with that right now. And if it were up to me, uh, we would probably step away from using it for a, a little while until we move out of <clears throat> excuse me this fire season. There are a number of fires burning throughout the state of Utah right now, and a handful of them are attributed to the use of this tannerite. I know it's fun. It's a ton of fun, uh, but it has uh, caused a lot of damage. It has caused a lot of expense, Uh, and I'll give you one example. If you remember this one a few years ago, there was an off-duty U.S. Border Patrol agent, and he was uh, taking part in a gender reveal celebration, and he used some of this tannerite. He mixed in some uh, some dust to, to once the tannerite was uh, shot and it exploded, it would also give off a, a poof of, of colored dust to reveal the gender, either blue or pink, of uh, his child. Well, <laughs> that got out of hand. And in Arizona, uh, this fire raged for a long, long time. You've heard of the Sawmill Fire. Well, ultimately, uh, it was some forty two thousand acres that burned. Estimated damage caused by the blaze was over eight million dollars. And uh this off duty US Border Patrol agent uh has now had to enter into an agreement where he'll be paying $500 a month for years and years and years to come uh, to make up some restitution. So, listen, it's, it's a lot of fun. I know that it is, but it's very dangerous right now, and we should probably take a break from using it. I know that uh, uh, that was an odd little plea to shove into this segment here, but I had a few moments, and I wanted to share it with you as we go into the weekend. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the race for governor, specifically on the Democratic side. We'll be speaking with Chris Peterson, as he courts your vote to make his way to the governor's mansion here in the state of Utah. That's ahead on live mic. I'm Leelonsberry and this is KSL News Radio.